Welcome to another Bang Over podcast. I am Scott Allen, your host, and always with me, Chris Meyer. What do you do? Super producer. And uh, a fair warning, this is a dog-filled episode. <laughs> Dogs. We can't control them, and we... I, I hate you. Uh, Charlie and Jack are with us as well. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Charlie. And uh, today we're doing Simple Turo's... Um, how do you say this? Their newest album, Quadra. We're Quadra. Doing, Quadra. We're doing Quadra. a reacts here. So it's a little bit different than yeah. our normal... Uh, we're Podcast, yeah. album, uh, listen, sit down, powwow, Ryan yeah, Something C, we've all heard a thousand times. Or review, or, uh, anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. But this is kind of like an anniversary because or it's it's a reaction video, if you will, because this just came out uh, February 7th, I believe, was the release date. So we had to save it for ourselves and not listen to this album because we wanted to do it right here with the audience and... Because Simple Tour is one of our favorite bands. We're huge metalheads. We just love it to death. That um, we thought this was like, this would be kind of fun for us as well to kind of save it and express, um, you know, our thoughts on this album, really. Because we're, I, I was super excited just hearing that they were coming out with the new album. Mm -hmm. But they're workhorses. It's not like it's been a long time, to be honest. Uh, 2017 was uh, Electric Messiah. And that album blew me away, like uh, just awesome. From start to finish, I was like, this is one of the best albums of that year yeah. <clears> because <throat> I told you about it. I, I listened to it nonstop and I'm, I'm obsessed with uh, the drummer really. And it's just, that's, I don't know. That, the new drummer adds a lot of life into it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's, and he's just new, killing it. Yeah. I mean, he's got big shoes to fill, so. It's destroying it. So. Yeah. So this album was broken up in like four parts uh, by them. Yeah. So it's a bit of a concept album, if you will. The way they described it was uh, the this is um, this is a four part, not not really a concept, but I guess four parts in the way it was influenced and written. So you got your first part, which is influenced by the old school thrash albums like. Uh, you know, beneath the remains and arise, and they used to listen to bands in the in the scenes of like Germany and the Bay Area, so like old thrash bands of that you know, um, of that type. And that was that's going to be the first part or the first quarter of the album. It goes into the second quarter, which is more influenced uh, by Roots and the Against era, uh, and they incorporated more percussion and tribal elements. And then uh, part three would be your instrumental inspiration. So it's got a uh, uh, it's like when they did Inquisition Symphony on uh, Schizophrenia or uh, Iceberg Dances on M Machine Messiah. Yeah, that's so. how uh, it was explained to me when I, I, I did a little bit yeah. you know, of research about this. I wanted to keep it very um, reactionary. The, yeah, same here. And no. the, the last part, the last part of the album is about melody. So especially in the vocals, they add a female guest singer on the last song, and it's a little bit of everything that Sepultura has done um, with the energy and attitude of today. And so this was uh, pulled, all of this information was pulled from Apple Music, and it's uh, Adrius actually wrote the wrote, wrote in, writing all of these uh, little tidbits, and he actually went in and wrote uh, excerpts for each song explaining them and so we'll kind of go through that too just to get a, a first-hand account of what's going on in the songs right. from somebody who's playing them 
Um, Apologies, y'all, for this, oh, yeah, this little cute little doggy, English but. bulldog that's about to get strangled to death. I'm about to break its neck. Chris, put on isolation. So, yeah. so, so I can we're gonna we're dog. gonna start with the <laughs> the first quarter. Uh, yeah, the first quarter of the album, which is the old school thrash kind of. And what we wanted to do, we uh, just like our uh, album anniversary episodes, we we pick one. We would love to play the entire album, but uh, I mean, we, that would just be the entire episode. It would be that. I have a um, feeling isolation is the pick because. Or, you know, it's it, the single, it's... The first song they wrote first on song, the album. Yeah, they, yeah, it also, yeah, the first song they wrote for the album and just a, it's a good lead up. But so. it, it was very hard to pick between these songs because yeah. they are, uh, these first three are just monstrous. And so, like, as you explained in the first part of, like, this first part of the album, very thrash metal, yeah. getting back to those uh, old school roots, if you will. Mm-hmm. Not the album roots, but like their, their old school roots. thrash yeah. metal Influential roots. Influential yes. uh, If Anyone a fan, uh, obviously you clicked on this episode, you fan of Simple Tour, maybe just knowing or learning about Simple Tour for the first time, um, Beneath the Remains is just ungodly of an album. Like from start to finish, that thing just destroys. And like we were saying, that's what it reminds us of uh, Arise and then just uh, again, it's not the same, but it's uh, it but it's is, back to where yeah. we started because every every one of these bands started as a thrash metal band, but turned into something else, you know. Uh, so well, let's, let's get isolation, so I can kill this dog real quick. Because, let's get into yeah. It.
Holy fuck. Um, Holy fuck. Just watching him. Just watching fucking um, Eloy. E- Eloy Casagrande. 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 Uh, just watching him play because I follow him on Instagram. I constantly look up videos. It is, he's insane. He, he's insane. Like on a different level of any drummer. I put it because there was this uh, video. It was like a a making of with uh, Eloy um, Casagrande. And um, it was like, it started so epic. Like, it was like a fucking 30 for 30 story. It was like literally watching like a UFC's like promo video, getting ready for a fight because he's just going through like pure like devastation in his mind. He's You see him like trying those ripping drum uh, riff, like uh, patterns just across those toms, man, in the beginning of that song. He was just like, did it like 10 times, just screaming at himself, just keep fucking, fucking, fucking up. It was just insane. Yeah. He's a monster. That, he's a it huge It sounds guy. like the first three songs, when it comes to drums at least, he's like, I've got something, you know, not to prove, but it's, it's I got to keep up with, with the style of today and also kind of innovate. And that's what it sounds like. Innovating, like he's, really. He's taking like those blast beats and doing crazy shit with it. But like it's still grooving, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I don't know. That song, uh, Isolation, had that happening where he's doing crazy snare shit. Second song, Means to an End, he's doing crazy stuff on the hi hat where it's like quick. Plus, there was that weird tom pattern. Weird tom. Yeah. It, just that loop. And, and then, uh, yeah. And then the last song for last time with the drums, that was, I mean, really crazy too. It seemed like he was just keeping it up. And up. It, it, Same with each the guitar. Song, yeah. It almost like got crazier yeah. than the one before it in a way. It and I hope I'm wrong, but it I don't we just want like the fourth song to just keep going with us a little bit. Well this fourth song, I think we're gonna get into the Nate the roots. I do I'm wait I'm waiting okay. for that. Okay. That's okay. what yeah. Okay. But, but uh coming back to uh that making of with Eloy, um he was just you know, just screaming at himself, trying it over and over again, just sweating bullets. And the producer's like, maybe I should go in there and tell him, like, you you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. You shouldn't push yourself like that. But then again, he's, like, literally doing something that maybe hasn't been done on this level before. It definitely has been done before, but this is innovating. Exactly. Like, how drums are played. This is the next step. Like, dude, I love fucking Igor. Like to death, he, half of my drum style is based around but him. But he innovated too, so that's where it's like exactly. You this gotta, is the next yeah. step. This is twenty twenty. This album's coming out. You know, like we're in the future of yeah. musicianship, if you will. Like players now are, in my opinion, far better than anyone back then. But what makes them so great is what they created as well as as being talented musicians at the same time. But taking that shit to the next level always, and um. You know, sometimes that producer had to go in there and just tell him that he wasn't he wasn't being musical enough. Like, think about the music because it's it has to do with that and being a crazy fucking drummer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that. Uh, I mean, to Isolation's point, it took uh, Jens Borgen, the producer. Uh, you know, it's got the thrash out. This is from Adrius's mouth. It's got thrash element. They then took it to the producer, Jen Borgen. He brought then this orchestra choir elements into it. Um, and that's uh, that I first song, Isolation, which there's even choir in that uh, last, last song. Yeah, last uh, time. Last time. Yeah. 
which was really cool. Um, so yeah, uh, they wanted to keep it a little bit more raw, like the old days, but they just kept experimenting and it just kept working out. So that's kind of where the synth stuff and just, it does feel like a real experimental song at the same time. It's in your face. Yeah. You know, and the last album, uh, machine Messiah, um, a lot of, uh, of those elements were there like adding keyboard for the first time in these like crazy thrash metal parts, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, means to an end that started as a, uh, a drum loop that Eloy sent over to Andreas, and then uh, um, he said it's a very powerful, very aggressive and difficult rhythm track, and it was a big challenge for him to record um, and even write that song because it's very crazy tempo, and it, but it has good atmosphere. Um, and I was thinking of start to start writing the song that way with the drums and the guitars, making it really something together. So writing it where the drummer brings a drum loop to him and then he has to write a riff over, he was commenting that it, uh, they wrote tour t- territory like that back in the day. That makes sense. How and, territory starts is with that drum beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's then so iconic. Sepple Nation was yeah. also written like that. I can so, see that too. I listened to Sepple Nation quite a bit. So it, it's the album and the song. This song was written with the drums first. You know, you know, it wasn't maybe Adris writing a riff. It was the drummer sent a, a drum loop to him. He wrote Kinda the idea. Kind of inspired him exactly. to, yeah, make up on the spot. And he likes, uh, Adria said he likes that. He likes being pushed by different drummers to see who comes up with what. Like, it kind of re- keeps him on his toes, keeps him fresh. Yeah, you know what I mean? doing the same thing. Exactly. Time, breaking up the monotony of uh, every musician falls into where you just, God damn it, I keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's hard to break um, habits like that. Last time, he said, this was a very difficult song to finish because throughout the whole process, I did so many edits uh, and threw away a bunch of things, brought riffs back, changed parts around. It was very intense but necessary progress because as you hear in the song, it's very chaotic, which we were talking about it. But that that was probably one of my favorites too was that last one. I know. Because it sounds like some old school riffs are everywhere. There's so Schizophrenia many yeah. shit, yeah. There's so many different uh, paths that could have t- uh, taken or like mm-hmm. combinations of these riffs or a pattern. That's, how do you settle on something when it's this crazy? There's so many parts. Listen to this. The intention was to really close this first part of the album with a more schizophrenia atmosphere. Okay. There you go. That. Except this time, they tune their guitars. <laughs> and the song talks about addiction to drugs or video games or sex or anything. It's not a pretty situation for anyone who goes through something like that. So, Wait, the song is about that? The song is about addiction. Oh. So, um, something to serious. Any, you know, so, yeah. Um, that that kind of closes out this first part of the album or first quarter of the album, the old school thrash. And I personally am so far really liking it i'm interested to see where they go especially with this yeah uh instrumental section we got later but we're about to get into the roots against era getting more tribal yeah we're gonna get some tribal elements we're doing that uh chaos ad um and then you know following into the roots album which uh spawned uh so many things in my opinion i I, it was it was definitely there before there was corn in 94 i believe coming out but um Taking that, like, they always say, like, this is what kind of started the new metal. The new metal, yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to see what... The tribal elements into thrash metal added a lot more groove in there and a lot uh, softer patterns, tuning down to B mm-hmm. as well, and kind of, like, 
if you're not in E, you don't have that sharpness to your riff. You know, the E sharpness. The songs weren't as chaotic, you know? No, it's very simple. Uh, The drums are even um, not like, not a lot of skank beats Mm. at times. You know, they always, that's the formula. You got to have the skank beat in there for the solo. Um, But, (laughs) and, um, but we we get a lot of uh, um, Tom work, if you will. And they loved using multiple instruments, like uh, almost like a earth or world music type of vibe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, We've seen him like bring yeah, that bow. They always staff like even thing? when they do what like live thing? stuff, it's like they have a whole fucking like orchestra yeah. of drums. Rahatna, like, Rahatna, yeah. like yeah. dude, that was that's that was an army of people recording yeah. that song. You know, there was even a guy in there just like making noises with his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there were lyrics. I don't know. Well, let's get into this. Uh, okay, so this next we're gonna be quarter. we're gonna listen to these three mm-hmm. um, in the. Future. I so we're, we're going to listen to the. We're about to we'll listen to these one. three. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to come and then back. We'll pick them. one. Again, we wish we could just play all three and oh, just man. shut the fuck up for yeah. you. Yeah, we would just be quiet and play all the songs, but there's no content. That yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Okay.
that was uh, <laughs> whoa. That <laughs> was pretty monstrous itself in um, so many ways. It, I was like, okay. Obviously, you guys just listened to that. So this was B song four on the track list. Yeah, we we but this would be this is the next. This is the first song in the second stage, or act two, if you will, of this album, and. We were like, okay, how far are they gonna go? Because that's what they said. Uh, bring it back to the like the roots, the tribal and stuff. And immediately it was like super tribal. Immediately, <laughs> it was like tribal drums. Oh fuck! And not only that, some scary sounds that like come out of nowhere. It's like yeah, that was um, that was awesome. To it be was honest, very like, cool. I don't know what they what that was, but all three of these songs had a lot of parts where like the um, the sound changes. It goes from like high to low. Like oh my god, the producer on this. And this is give really, him a yeah. fucking pat on the back and like there's a lot a, going a on Grammy. at times. Give him a fucking Grammy for this one, dude. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I noticed he would put stuff in like little weird effects whenever Adrius would maybe drop out, like he's not doing a power chord riff, or the song kind of takes this weird like chaotic. You think it's just it was him doing a lot of like weird maybe put like some of this synthesizer and keyboard. I think if not, maybe like actually the. Uh, the actual placement as far as like the notes and the the com- composition placement but i think the mix to where he's like putting stuff and he's like you know have these weird sounds kind of buried so slightly jens borgen um yeah which is uh as soon as you like uh, who produced this album and you say jim borgens and you're like why does that sound familiar um oh, Bo- why did- bogren sorry not whatever yeah. it's- jens Bo- bogren i've heard people fuck up yeah. that name before um he's got but a long you name. know why that kind of sounds familiar in some ways because you don't know his face or what he looks like mm-hmm. or like anything like that, but you know it because of uh, if you're a metalhead, mm-hmm. you know the acts that he's worked with, the albums that he's done. You, you know? If you've listened Create to metal, you, you've heard his is on here, no, his touch. So Devin Townsend, for God's sakes, um, at the gates, uh, you can kind of see where like uh, you get the idea of like this power. Like this powerful yeah, sound. Yeah, he's, you know, he's all, used to mixing. All these bands like, have been very powerful mm-hmm. sounding. Um, and I love like the uh, the drops and like it still had the skank beat in there. You know what I mean? There were some parts where yeah, it was like it was traditional. Still, it was yeah, fast. it's still uh, staying in the veins the pocket, of being yeah. yeah you got to stay in the pocket. Yeah, I mean you can try new it's stuff. Just a different type. Yeah, you know what I mean? Not as fucked up crazy Mm -hmm. as the first part of this album because that was absolutely insane this this had a lot more room and a lot more groove definitely more i when we like when the riff comes in on that first song you're like oh fuck yeah it just makes you want to headbang you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just i love it right away the way the last song raging void the last bit of it had that real like chunky groove to it um that i would say we picked capital enslavement as the song for our uh, listeners, but uh, we just got done listening to the the next three in the album, which right. would have been Capital Enslavement, Alley, and uh, Raging Void. And so, so yeah, and uh, Raging Void was crazy with its um, off timing, very uh, off time. Even Ali started yeah. off time a little bit. Had some weird. Yeah, it reminds me of like um, again going back to their uh, previous album, Electric Messiah, and like there were some parts in it where it's just like, man, that's such a that's such a cool thing because I watched them like play these drum parts, and you can it just it it's awesome watching because listening to it and you're like, oh shit, that's how he's doing it, but it's so he's just so fluent with it and just flows. It's like watching a dancer. 
yeah. or uh, someone ice skate. You know what I mean? Just like so just nailing those parts and you're like, fuck, this is getting me excited for some reason. Even people that don't play drums, you know, just were like, holy shit, who is this guy? I found like those off time things, like it was kind of Meshuggah-ish where he would be keeping that beat with the hi-hat. So it's that open hi-hat that's just kind of ringing through that's you can nod to. but It's kind of like the... Yeah, but he's like going crazy off time and the riffs are off time. But if you're following the hi-hat, you'll be... He's doing like three different patterns at once yeah. when he does those things. Um, uh, fucking hell. No. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right, is like being a drummer and having one hand keep a pattern and another hand keep a different pattern. So and usually like, yeah, yeah, usually you're like pretty used to two different patterns. Once you start like, like three to four. Yeah. I, I watched a, a drum instructor break down one of uh, the songs off of Electric Messiah watching him play like on a drum cam. And he was like, okay, uh. Now he's doing four different things at once. And it was just like all four limbs were doing a different pattern. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't know what he does. Workout, he has a personal trainer. What, what's up? <laughs> like, this guy's jacked, dude. Yeah. He's so shredded. I, I need to, I don't know, man. I need to start running more. I, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted just listening and watching him play. I'm like, how do you do it? Um, yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing when just listening to it. That was my one. So far, that's been my takeaway uh, after listening to half the album is the drums are on another level they're like his playing is probably on another level and it's like the band is uh uh, luckily it's this band because they can keep up with it in in a sense you know what i mean like yeah is a fast player adrius just pulled out some monstrous riffs this album he's been crushing it i mean Derek killer vocals always nailing it but he's doing some really low stuff he's trying new like, things new, as well yeah, you know different really uh, techniques we just heard him sing a little bit mm-hmm. on that um well we didn't play it but on the last song of the second act raging uh, void raging void it gets you know it we were both thinking mastodon when we heard it yeah yeah and you know it's it's i know the audience it's hard to like speak about it because we take it out of context you know um but it's just like a group chant singing yeah. Because you haven't heard what we're actually speaking about, but uh, we both like, does it kind of remind you of Mastodon? That's what we both said to each other. And I thought about it more because it was in my head before you said it, that you know how they always say like um, it's hard for like uh, really famous musicians to write uh, like awesome hits like they did in their first couple of albums with like what made the Rolling Stones the Rolling Stones. They don't, they're not going to come out with an album in 2020 that redefines everything that they were as a band you know they kind of like because they say like oh once you get to a point of success you don't have that motivation or you're not like in a bad place that uh, that allows you to have passion to write something so unique or you know um the struggle's gone the struggle's gone but in this case and even in mastodon's case i'm sure like we all have like life problems still like Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're not super rich, you know. No, they're no, they're modest, still, yeah. you know, grinding it out, making mm-hmm. money from doing this for sure. But they're not no. two hundred dollar fucking seats to go see Sepultura. Maybe in Brazil, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe at a festival. I could definitely see that with a great lineup. But um, all these songs just feel like they are about something more than just making a song. You oh know? yeah, they are. Yeah, it's not there's like purpose. Like yeah, like. Sometimes, it, like I love, I love the Slayer aspect of things because it was like almost like we're not talking about anything in particular or serious. We're just, it's like really cool sounding, 
in some sense. I think, I'm sure there's some shit that was like I think on the they were surface, trying to po- point at. Yeah. But they kind of on the surface you could kind of see they might seem yeah. as like a filler band. Like the songs what but, I've heard it just it, But it's not. The, the lyrics have a lot of depth to the it. The lyric the yeah. whole thing like it's I think there's a lot more going on yeah. than what like is at first, you know. Uh, with our first yeah. hearing, you know, mm-hmm. because after we're breaking it up in these three sections, or even the just, one common uh, thread is that like these are like very um, deep songs. Like they meant something, yeah. you know what I mean? Like everyone's playing because they're, it means something to them. They're not just playing another song and they're not just making another album. They're almost trying to make the Magnus Opus, you know what I mean? And so far, so far, so far, really good. Uh, this is uh, some of Adrius's words for this. God, I got drink more tequila, man. I'm sweating uh, over here after these three two parts. Capital enslavement. This is the first song of the second part of the three of these three songs. As I said, uh, they have a heavier groove and they're more percussive uh, stuff going on. And uh, capital enslavement was the first song that we wrote with that intention, which you can definitely hear mm-hmm. um, the groove mm-hmm. and the percussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the intro is very Brazilian, very tribal, a ritualistic kind of vibe, but the song is very heavy and groovy with kind of a rock and roll feeling that's very rare for us to bring into Sepultura. Um, it's a great opener for this part of the record because it really represents what this part's all about. That's what got our heads moving. Yeah, that was, it was just really, like we were mm-hmm. like both tapping our feet. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. But they're so heavy, I didn't even feel like it felt very rock and roll. But I, if you yeah, take I have it, to listen to it, it again. Down, but I'm yeah. sure if you break it down, yeah. Um, for the second song that we, or for the next song after that one, uh, Capital Enslavement, is called Ali, and that song, uh, this song is inspired by Muhammad Ali. Uh, I think he was probably one of the best human beings around. He had such an amazing, clear mind and could express facing the challenges of his time. The song is kind of divided into three. The first part represents Cassius Clay, the Olympic champion. Second part has a musical bridge that changes the whole atmosphere of the song which represents when he changed his name to Muhammad Ali and said no to the Vietnam War and changed his religion and everything. <clears throat> As- um, what <clears throat> the fuck? Uh, bring it back to the sports atmosphere. Yeah. Like I was like, man, this drummer's treating it like a sport, man. He's turning drums into like an Olympic sport that you could literally go and win fucking gold medals for. And they did this in Roots, too. <clears throat> You know what I mean? They did um, a song. Maybe it was just a music video that they had him in, but they did uh, Hoist Gracie. I believe that was the MMA fighter that came in. That was the music video. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, being in Brazil, they probably have a lot of sports going on, so they're probably... Always wearing, like, yeah. dude, Adrius with, like, fucking... Yeah. Soccer. Jersey, so. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that was the second part, which represents... Uh, his Parkinson's disease. Oh, wait, no, this is the, the next part. Sorry. Um, for the last part, we have Paulo uh, Serino from Babylon's P. He does dub music, which kind of represents Ali's Parkinson's disease, which did not stop him because he was at the Olympic Games holding the torch even with his illness. And that was the, that was the it for Ali. And then, then we go into the next song, which was Raging Void. Um, and he said that is another uh, raging voids, another one of those challenges between me and Eloy because the tempo of the drums is completely different from the guitar. Holy shit! Dude. But somehow they fit to they fit together, and it creates this really weird sensation. Imagine botching that yeah. during a live performance; you'll never get back on track. 
it was another situation where Eloy wrote a loop and I wrote the riff around it to create this atmosphere and we put some melody on the vocals and the chorus was very melodic. So it gives a hint of what's coming next as well. And so that kind of leads us into the next half of the Mm. album and this next third, which is going to be instrumentals. And uh, to quote him again, um, the instrumental section, uh, it was like what they did on Inquisition uh, so symphony. Are we, are we so, talking no vocals or just like very? We're about to find out. We got three <laughs> songs, so. Damn. No. And the uh, first song is called Guardians of the Earth. So. See, we should have waited to smoke weed for to that. Get into that yeah. atmosphere. Should have kept drinking in the first half of the CD, and then we'll smoke weed to get all atmospheric towards the end. Well, we're going to dive into these three. All right. And we'll be back. Thank you. 
holy fuck, it didn't slow down at all. Nope. No, no, and uh, yeah, exactly. And um, you were you were wondering if it was going to be straight instrumentals or some singing instrumentals. Yeah, out like was, how far are they going to go with when they said the instrumental part? Um, yeah, adding a lot of instruments is what they meant, and um, I think like second being, song. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. The second like, song was just instrumentals, but um, it's cool to have one of those like on a thrash metal album because you can really go like ham on every insane. part. Yeah. yeah, you go ham on mm. every single part of the song because there's nothing to interrupt. You know what I mean? So, they had a nice like uh, nice um, familiar theme that they kept coming back to with like the double kick and like yeah. that groove, but then they would just go all ape shit. Dude, I I always. I don't know. I, I just, I know where he's going to go with these parts. I've never heard these songs before and I know where the change is going to happen and how, what it's going to sound like in some ways. You know what I mean? And uh, we had to let the dogs uh, As a bounce. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. we let the dogs out. And, um, we picked yeah. uh, Guardians of the Earth for the song. Right, because uh, it kind of just, you get the idea of when it comes to each act. The third act, we're playing the first song yeah. from each of those I think but from you, all four acts, we just play the first song because you get the idea mm-hmm. as soon as it starts how it changed, mm-hmm. like why it's uh, why they say it's in these four parts. What you're in for, also, like exactly what the next three songs are about to be like. Um, said uh, this song, that song, Guardians, song opens instrumental part of the album, and I think it's one of the most complex and crazy songs that we've ever did musically. I think it's one of their greatest, one of our greatest achievements because it brings. Brings together all the elements that Sepultura use in a special way. Um, I'm really proud of the guitar lead in this one. It's my uh, humble tribute to Richie Blackmore and all the Deep Purple music I love so much. Uh, I also put in a lot of acoustic guitar and classical guitar, which was inspired by the Iceberg dances uh, because we had a great time playing that song live. Um, lyrically, the song talks about the Amazon forest and the Indians losing their territories, especially in Brazil with this government we have. It's a subject we always have to bring to attention or bring to attention to, or at least try to. Because if you didn't know, they were banned from Brazil. Yeah. And I mean, that was in that song in particular is an epic song. It gets crazy. Like you say, like one of their greatest achievements, they held it to like one of their greatest songs they've ever written. That's what they think. Yeah. That is it. It sounded very epic. It really did. Um, you know, we're uh, they're coming here to yeah. Austin, uh, April, and we can't wait to see it live. We're we're both going, but in some ways, I, it's like, oh my god! I remember one time I was seeing. I, I can't remember what movie it was, but I was at the a, like Alamo Draft House, and one of the previews in the beginning was for Simple Tura in Rio. And they're playing, like, on top of a building. And I'm, like, looking around like no one else gives a fuck. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. No one? No one cares? And just an army of drummers, you know? And, like, they've done this before with, like, a whole orchestra, like, playing some of their songs. Like, it's like, fuck, we're not going to get that. You know what I mean? We're not going to get the army of drummers, the violin players. It's still going to sound great, but it's like, fuck, I want to see that. I want to see the this. full like those are like one off theatrical concert yeah. that they do, you know. Yeah. Um, moving on to the second song, which was the one that was actually more instrumental, uh, fully instrumental, no vocals. Uh, it's called the Pentagram, and the Pentagram was born and conceived to be an instrumental song. And the idea 
was to do something in 5-4, hence the pentagram name. Um, of course... Fucking sick. <laughs> of Hell course, Satan. the upside-down pentagram is so common and popular in metal music and black metal, but we used the title because of the time signature. That's pretty dope. Again, yeah. it was a challenge, I think. Bassist uh, Apollo Jr. did his best work ever in Sepultura on this track. I think in a, it's an achievement, really, as a trio to present a song like this. It definitely was, like you were saying, like everyone's shining because it's an... Yeah, you know, because there's so many of these instrumental parts. Yeah. And then you're just able, as a musician, to just... Shine. Shine, mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, the last song we ended with uh, was Autumn. Uh, which is this song started also as a with an instrumental attitude, but because it has a kind of long intro, which is very percussive, but also very heavy. Uh, when the song comes in, it's very death metal orientated with very simple raw riffs uh, that relate to Brazilian rhythm. I think the idea was to try to bring those two worlds together in autumn is uh, what we came up with to capture that feeling. Well, yeah, I definitely feel that yeah. when you say it. Like, it's, yeah. It's, Again, everything can, just feels very. You calm. can hear yes, where like exactly. it started as an instrumental, like these riffs. Yeah. Like there maybe isn't they weren't written with like vocals in mind. They were written to just yeah to be kind of um, a lot of pieces uh, yeah. orchestrated, if you will. It's like an orchestra. Yeah, it's like an orchestra. Yeah, and so that was uh, the first, uh, or you know, the third quarter of the album, which was the instrumental part. Which, I mean, I I'm still feeling this album is still like excelling like it's not it's getting better yeah, yeah so it's, it's not slowing down at exactly. all exactly so you know uh before me and chris came in here to record this episode uh this episode bleh, uh we you know we went to practice uh fucked around with some stuff but we were just like i'm feeling very thrash metally today we just yeah. grinding on uh some thrash metal riffs going back and forth on things and it was like everything we've been listening to is just like it still stays in the, it still stays in the vein of being the very groove yeah of thrash metal yeah. or being metal itself yeah. there's so many it sounds beautiful but there's still a lot of just like devastating like riffs and drums and vocals will come in and shatter some of those parts as well and i'm i'm loving every single moment so far and we're about to get into the last part here, which is the, uh, it's all about melody with the vocals. Um, there's a female singer on the last song. Um, and again, it's the energy and attitude of everything that they do today. So uh, we'll get into that. And that first, that first song on that part, this uh, last quarter is Quadra, name of the album. So it's a shatter into that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so again, uh, listen to this last chunk yeah and bring you our thoughts on it yeah. i'm excited Thank you. 
Um, I'm really hoping they play this entire album when we see that would be epic yeah just this album that song in particular that was like the one songs we're picking for each part i hope they play because these songs are we're picking them because they're they're epitomizing those yeah sections and and they're awesome but the songs that we picked like are still like every song on this album is yes fan fucking everyone that we haven't picked is like yeah we didn't pick the first one on this third part or fourth yeah. part, act four, if you will, because um, it was kind of like an interlude. Yeah, it's like an int- this, yeah. intro, instrumental, quadra is just right. kind of some acoustic guitar kind of lead in. Um, but then the song we do pick, or did pick, uh, Agony of Defeat, which is, I mean, I'm going to go back and listen to this like you said. Like, yeah. This is definitely, this is- it's a jam to... Keep jamming on because it's a. But even the last song, what an epic note to like end oh, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, a With guest the, star singer mm-hmm. coming um, in. And uh, yeah, the song that we played, you can hear him like trying different vocal stuff, you yeah. know, again. And everyone is pushed on this. We didn't even talk about how Paula's bass lines have just been so perfect. Oh, yeah. Connecting all these wacky fucking pieces and making it happen, if you will. But Adrius must have lost his fucking mind. He's a uh, virtuoso, like for like guitar, like it's insane. He's going crazy on this. It's yeah, um, maybe one of the the best thing he's ever done. Yeah, it you know? sounds like. Um, in his words, uh, quadra. This was inspired by the quadrivium, the four liberal arts: geometry, numbers, music, and cos- cosmology, which is the source of how we divided the album. It's a classical guitar quartet in 47 seconds. I wanted to make it 44 to express the number four, the source of everything that's happening on the album, but the music was great that or but the music was great the way it was. Okay. So, Holy shit, dude. This is a whole a, like a lot went into this. <clears throat> yeah. And then the, so, so heavy. The song we picked, Agony of Defeat. The song has a little bit of the concept of Boreo uh, from Maurice Reveal, which is uh, where you have a kind of structure that happens over and over, but when it repeats, a new element comes in. So that was the source of inspiration and, of course, trying to write something in the Machine Messiah vibe or Massive Attack vibe with the slow pace and moods and melodic vocals. I'm very happy with the solo on this one as well, the lead guitar is something I really uh, took my time to make sure to put everything, put the right notes in the right place. Uh, not really improvising or anything like that. Uh, <clears throat> that's the one you can totally tell, like the rhythms and stuff. It's very groovy. The vocals, you hear Derek doing that different stuff. It's yeah. very cool. Very apparatic. Yeah. And then um, for the last song, uh, Fear, Pain, Chaos, and Suffering, uh, on this song, we have Emily Barreto from a Brazilian band called Far From Alaska. They're not metal at all, but last year while we were finishing the pre-production here in Sao Paulo, I was invited to be a part of a TV show where they put together Far From Alaska and myself to play together. We did two songs, a Barb Marley cover and Rata Mahata by Sepultura. Uh, it was fantastic. They're very creative and use a lot of weird instruments. And Emily is a fantastic singer, so I invited her to do this song with us. And once she did her part, we really found the direction for the song. We actually threw away a few riffs and built the song around her vocals. It was really different for us to work with a female singer, but I think it was a great way to end the album to open new possibilities for the future. 
Yeah, and who knows what the future holds oh after this. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Holy shit. We're going to be on this for a hot second, though. Woo, yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> so, um, in some ways, I almost <laughs> wish that they pulled out each of these, like, separately and just gave you time to sit with those three, you know, in the four parts and then give you the entire album. You know, mm, like like EPs or something. Kind of, yeah. Just Ki- do the kiss uh, thing each month, yeah. or the like Melvins. Yeah, <laughs> every or, member or, has an album. Well, that that <laughs> or just like the concept of like how bands are kind of working now. Some of my favorite bands. Um, I'm waiting for the next album to come out, but they just keep pulling out singles. They just keep pulling out singles. They keep pulling out three songs. You know. And waiting to do the bigger production in some ways. But Maybe this was huge. But, but I, I, yeah. you can having it split up like that. You know, I just want to like I want to give someone just these three songs or those three songs. You know, and just sit with those and let it meld. Uh, I'm we talk about this all the time on the podcast. It's like we love to sit down and listen to the album all the way through. But this was so much. You know what I mean? Like it was so heavy in multiple ways. Where it's like I'm. I don't even know what to think anymore because we've gone so far away. Yeah. We're so far away now from where we started this album. Yeah. Because we were like, oh, it's not slowing down. It's not moving. But it slowly kind it of progressed crazy, into, like, yeah, but still nuts to butts, even no, in the song we just played. I'm glad they kind of separated like that yeah. because it does, it's, each part it does you kind of, it, flow it, to the next. Yes, so. it, it flows uh, even though that these are like a four-part act, but it, it's a one, it's a whole story that they're trying to tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I want to go back and read, I'm going to go back, listen to it again, read the lyrics to songs. Yeah. Like, it sounds like it's very, uh, again, that we're looking, like, there's more than the surface level, so. Dude, I, so. I'm so excited about yeah, seeing So excited live. seeing them yeah. live, listening um, again, I everybody, wanna, yeah. I want to buy a physical copy of this, I know. but, do I buy a vinyl? I think I'm going to buy the vinyl. I want to hear that CD? orchestra. I want to hear the like. But the CD is more practical. Like, I got one of those in sure. my car. You know, I'm well, going to be driving to work listening to this so loud that I'm going to be, because I drive a manual, just yeah. stuck in third gear, letting it rev up to like six grand because I can't hear the motor. All I can hear is fucking Sepultura. Well, if if any fans, any people listen to the podcast, go to the Sepultura show. That's here in Austin in the next. Yeah, emos yeah. is gonna be right down the street. Right from the street us. So yeah. we're gonna be there. Uh, you know, say what's up. I'm gonna man. bring Charlie with me in a sack oh, and God. beat him in front of Simpletura to apologize for any sounds you've been hearing this time. This dog is just adorable, but he's a puppy. We're gonna do and more we're of gonna these. Kill him. <laughs> we're gonna kill him. Yeah, sacrifice the- uh, to our uh, our gods. Our uh, the monsters of metal, uh, known as Simple Tura, you know, fifteenth album for God's sake. Yeah, bro. Jeez. So, thank you, Simple yeah, Tura. We should you. thank you for giving us this because now we have something to obsess over. You know, the vinyl. You're really gonna buy the vinyl? Probably. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. But we got we got more episodes coming up like this. You know. Yeah. Hopefully um, more releases that well, come out. We're next, gonna do roots. Yeah. Next month, so. um, I'm taking over the podcast uh, completely because it's my birthday month. So fuck all of y'all. And the two things I really want to do is Cannibal Corpse Kill and ooh, fucking uh, because we wanted to save some of the information here. Simple to our roots. So we're gonna dive more into. Band so, more in that. Yeah, so. and <clears throat> the worst part about this is Arise came out in that same month, so it was really hard. I'm biting my lip, but yeah. Roots is you know Roots is Roots. We all know. So I'm looking forward to those episodes uh, to talk about it and gush all over this soundboard and 
Again, uh, thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Bangover Productions. Um, we'll be posting pictures of this dead dog. <laughs> and uh, again, we yeah. apologize for his uh, interruptions. And um, follow us on Facebook as well at Bangover Productions uh, ATX. Not very easy. We're in Austin, y'all. We're in Austin based. No one else has the name Bangover. Not yet. And again, we're, we're still trying to. Um, find the time and the resources to start getting into filming some porn because it, it just goes with our name but we'll let you guys know when that's happening yeah. and uh thanks again and uh, uh, go out and buy this album yes. go out and buy go this out and listen to the whole the album. whole album yeah. jesus christ you heard pieces so. oh my god I'm sweating after this all right thank y'all later